1: Okay, she suppose he commenced the preaching and the wheel began to flow. They caught pain in it, and What shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Ah 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 ah! You see that? You see that? You Spoken that? by the prophet Joel. Oh about you oh oh you see that? You Spoken that? by the Say it Hey, it's been two thousand years and the wind's still blowing, The rain's still falling and the well's still flowing The promise has an ended. you can't dispute the facts The fire's still burning just like the book of Acts He fills you with the spirit, you will speak with other tongues That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes Ha, 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 ha. this is it. But a puppet don't
2: Hey everybody, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to be back. Last week, my son Ben did the program and he did a great job. I got to listen to that. He sent me a podcast of it and I thought he did a really good job. I hope that uh, they don't fire me and hire him. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Am I talking in the third person now? That's usually a sign somebody's crazy. Pastor Bob likes doing the radio. Pastor Bob (laughs) anyway i better get out of that we um we've got uh this is a live broadcast tonight on february 7th 2021 if you're listening tonight it's live you can listen to it as a podcast later on holy ghost radio podcasts i noticed brother duran they don't have those uploaded there to the um to the podcast so i'm not sure i'm not sure what's going on if i haven't paid my bill or what what's going on there but the uh Anyway, uh we were delayed a little bit because of the Super Bowl. So I called the Super Bowl the football commission told me, "Listen, I'm coming in." So we we cut out the last 2 minutes of the Super Bowl because you can't stop the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Now that's not true. I didn't call the football commission, but we did we did um we did cut off the game and and now we're here we are live. And I'm not even sure anything, really don't know anything about that game, but I, according to my friend here at the studio, Rod, the team that was favored to win lost. So, so hopefully you're, if you were listening to that, you're not too depressed. We, uh, just throughout the broadcast, I'll try to mention the, um, information on, on, um, how to get a hold of us during the week, where we're meeting at. We, we, our church is at 501 Elks Drive here in Dickinson. We, three years ago, we bought the entire top floor of the Elks building right on Interstate 94. And we sold our church that we've had for many years or served us well, a building downtown Dickinson, but it only would seat about 180 people packed out and, and we needed more room. And so we, um, bought the top floor of the Elks building and now that building will seat 500 people or maybe even a little more than that. And so our goal is to fill that up and then see what happens. We've got some churches started around the area, and we're hoping to see more of those churches. Um, when many uh, denominal organizations are starting to lose members, the Acts 238 people are gaining members, and that's because it's the apostles' way of salvation. We um, We don't go back to some creed from the 3rd, 4th, 5th, or 6th century. We go back to the book of Acts. And we pattern our church right after the book of Acts, after the pattern that was set there. And so we're not people that think we're better than anyone else, or we're not people that, that um, think we're smarter than anybody else, but we're people that just simply are following the plan of salvation found in the book of Acts. And when Peter was asked what people needed to do to be saved in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, in one verse, in a nutshell, he he summed it up. He said, Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then he went on to say, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so that's why we moved to Dickinson uh, many, many years ago. It's been 33 years ago that we moved to Dickinson to start the church. And that's why we're starting a church in Beach. We've got a building there that we're, we just purchased here a few months ago that is in the process of being remodeled into a church. It's uh, right on that Main Street in Beach. We're right now we're meeting at the Beach Community Center Tuesday nights only at 730. But once we get that building up and running, we'll be having Sunday services in Beach. We've got Sunday and Thursday services in Bowman right on Main Street in Bowman. We've got a storefront church that we rent and, um, very capable leadership there and a, and a small, uh, group of people that faithful people down there that, um, is our beginning of that church. And so, and there's even some miracles in that group already. And you can be part of this here in Dickinson. Our next service is Wednesday night, 730, 501 Elks Drive is the address. That's our, our midweek church service and anything can happen. It's, we, we have, um, Wednesday services and Sunday services and both of them, you don't want to miss them. You just, you, you never know what's going to happen in a Pentecostal church. And, um, I just really, really want to invite you this Sunday. We, this past Sunday or today, we had our church dinner and once a month, we're going to be doing kind of a friendship su- Sunday where we're going to have a dinner and we're going to just try to pack the place out. And so that that won't be until the 1st of next month, the 1st the of uh, March. But we definitely want to um, see you come, and we want to have you there. I was teasing the church or telling the church that we're going to do a contest who can bring the most people, who can invite the most people. I wonder if they'd let me count the people I invite on the radio. When you get to church and say, I came because Pastor Bob said, to come. Let's see. I've got people texting me tonight, which you can do, 701-290-7862. Sister Brett's just texted in and, uh, she said that Brother Ben did a great job last week. Sister Brett's is a sweetheart. She's a lady that lives in Kildare. We've got, uh, Zach and Leah listening tonight. They, um, they had some, some, uh, it was kind of a reunion of, a of three young men that came to God in high school. Zach, Matt, and Lawrence, and they had a reunion there in, uh, in Fargo this weekend. So that was neat. Uh, we've got, uh, Stormy listening tonight. We've got the Willis's listening tonight. And let's see, we've got, uh, Carl and Jeannie listening tonight. We've got brother Doug Fuller, the Millers out in Golva. Uh, let's see, who else do we got here? Um, we've got the, um, hmm, let's see. We've got some Burlings listening up by Park River, North Dakota. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. we got some Woods Woodses, Jackie Woods, listening up in Beulah tonight. So text me. I'm going to play this song, kind of get my wits together, and then I'll come in with our topic. Mm-hmm. Pastor Bob the Tell it Like It Is show that was a guy named Eric Appleton. His dad was the famous Lance Appleton who has passed away now. We've got uh, more people texting me tonight. Good to have um Sister Stacy listening. We've got um Let's see who else we've got listening. Uh, Sister Yvonne and Marin listening down in Bowman. We've got uh Brother Jones listening. Welcome to the frigid he said, it definitely was a shock coming home last night from Arizona. We were we were in the 70s down there, and I think it was 10 below when I got to the Bismarck Airport last night. We got to preach in a church down in Yuma, uh, uh, Brother Wilson, and uh, just really was impressed with that church and with the people there, and really it was enjoyable to do that. All right, you know, I've got some music queued up. I hope it works. I've got some music queued up oh, by yeah. uh, Eric Woods. He's got a single out. Eric Woods. Best of both worlds. I might try to play that in a little bit. Before I do, I'm going to turn your attention to a scripture that I spoke about in our church service today. It's in, um, it is in Jeremiah 13:23. Can the Ethiopian change his skin, or the leopard his spots? Then may ye also do good that are accustomed to doing evil? This verse, the Lord is um, about done with the uh, people of Israel. They've been turning their back on him, not paying attention to him, and they've been doing evil. And now through the prophet Jeremiah, he asks them this question, can the Ethiopian change his skin or his skin color, or the leopard his spots? How are you going to change? That's what he's saying. You're so evil how are you gonna you're so accustomed to you're in the habit, you're in the groove of doing evil. How could you do what's good? Now, I'm gonna follow along pretty closely to what I spoke about in our church service today in Dickinson, but for a person to change his or her color skin color is a very, very difficult thing. Or for a leopard to change his spots is a very difficult thing, if not impossible. Certainly you could try to dye the skin. Um and so on, but eventually it would bleed through it. You're not really changing it. You're just covering it, but eventually it will bleed through. Truly changing the character of people seems impossible to many people because it's part of who you are. It's kind of like changing your character would be like changing your eye color or changing whether you're right-handed or left-handed or many things like that. And I, I I don't want to paint a picture too bad today but to many people in this world it seems impossible. Uh in modern psychology they um uh they have a concept they believe in called predeterminism where they believe that you really don't have any choices. Now I don't I'm I'm going to tell you right up front I don't believe this but their evidence is very overwhelming um and they can they can track uh generations of people they i mean it's just it is an overwhelming thing i remember one of the young men that used to work with me that i tried to get to our church he was he was not um um you know he was uh he didn't get in the church and he was ended up with a bad drug issue he ended up in prison on in and on and off out for men in and out for many many years and he told me after he had got out of prison one time, he said one of the low points of his life was when his 18-year-old son got arrested for cocaine distribution and was going to be starting the same life as his dad. And so because of these things, many people think people cannot change. They they believe they can't change. And I guess, I believe this is correct in the psychological or psych psychiatric world or, what, or whatever in the community of psychology, anyway, they call this predeterminism. And uh, sometimes uh, people, you know, they uh, try so hard to change, and it doesn't seem like they ever will, and they finally give up. They begin, of course, c- to cope with the fact that they haven't changed. They, they begin to accept the fact that they haven't or cannot change. Other people begin to accept them the way they are. You know the idea nobody's perfect, and so on. they even quote and misquote the Bible to make us feel better about being a loser about the human experience of sinfulness and and um and even though I like the serenity prayer, I think some people take it too far when they where it says you know that um to accept the things that I cannot change and I think a lot of people just believe they can't change certain things you know um it's kind of what I call the country music gospel, you know, if you listen to a lot of country music, many times they talk about God, they talk about Jesus, uh, they have some very pretty songs, but many times if you listen closely, they're very negative. Kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm just a loser. I'm glad God loves me the way I am because I'll never be able to change. Um to me it's it's like living in a in a prison of hopelessness. And so because we feel like we can't change, then we'd like to at least get some decent meals while we're in prison. Let's make the prison better. Like, you can't get out. That's the way a lot of people think. There's many, many people that believe you can't change. I'm not one of them. But there's many people that believe this. In Romans chapter 7, Paul was speaking in the third person, and he, he began to show us that living under the Old Testament law without the Spirit of God inside of us was a very sad thing. You know, he, I mean, like Paul said, the things that I wished I could do, like the good things that I'd like to do, I don't end up doing. And the things that I don't want to do, those are the things that I do. And he said, oh, wretched man that I am. Now, some people think that this is Christians, as they think this is the way we live as Christians. But I, I, I don't I'm not gonna accept that. That's that if you want to believe that it's a free country, but I don't believe that. I believe that we can live in victory. If you want it, you can have it. Paul said in Romans eight, verses six and seven, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. It's impossible it's saying until your your spirit has been born again for you to bring your life into line with God's commands. You can try, but it's just, Paul was saying, it's just not possible. And that's one of the reasons that all the drama that's in recorded in the Old Testament is there, because that drama shows us this is life as best as it gets without the born-again experience. And so... Tonight, the premise of this show is you can change. You can change. Now, I'm going to play this song, and I'm going to read my text. And this is called Best of Both Worlds. It's a song written by Eric Woods. You can find it on Spotify. You can buy it on Amazon Music. It's a single that he put out. Eric Woods is a young man that goes to our church in Beulah. And he might be listening tonight. I'm not sure if he is. I know his sister is. See, see how you like this, this particular song. Well, so much for Eric Woods. Can't get to his song. I, uh, I'm i not sure what I'm doing wrong here. I tried to find it online under Spotify, but I couldn't do it. So here, let me, let Pastor Bob, this is Pastor Bob singing the fill-in song, The Best of Both Worlds. you got to love live radio here. Well, it was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer felt It was hardly worth his while To waste much time on that old violin But he held it up with a smile He said it sure ain't much But it's all we got left Guess we ought to sell it too Now who'll start the bid on this old violin Just one more and we'll be through he cried out, One, give me one dollar, who'll make it two? Two dollars. who make it three? Three dollars twice. Hey, that's a good price. But who's got a bid for me? Raise up your hands and don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. Who's got four, just one dollar more, To bid on this old violin? Well, the air was hot and the people stood around as the sun was setting low. From the back of the crowd, a gray-haired man came forward, picked up the bow. He wiped the dust from that old violin and tightened up those strings. And he played out a melody pure and sweet, Sweet as the angel sings And then the music stopped And the auctioneer In a voice that was quiet and low He said, what is my bid for this old violin? And he held it up with the bow He cried out, one, give me one thousand make it two? Two thousand Who'll make it three? Three thousand twice, that's a good price. Who's got a bid for me? The people cried out, what made the change? We don't understand. Then the auctioneer stopped, and he said with a smile it was the touch of the master's hand. Now you know many a man with his life out of tune, is battered and scarred with sin And he's auctioned cheap to a thankless world Much like the old violin But then the master comes and that old foolish crowd They never understand the worth of a soul in that change that is wrought Just by one touch of the master's hand He cried out, one, give me one thousand Who'll make it two? Two thousand Who'll make it three? Three thousand twice Hey, that's a good price But who's got a bid for me? People cried out, what made the change? We don't understand then the auctioneer stopped and he said with a smile, it was the touch of the master's hand, was the touch of the master's hand, was the touch of the master's hand. There's a song I can't sing if I think about it too much because I get too shook up if I try to. Uh, even, even telling the story of the cross and so on, I can't hardly do it. The, um, we've got, uh, Brother Griffith tuning in tonight. Um, Brother, sounds like Brother Duran's listening. We've got Brother and Sister Johnson listening in Mesa. Uh, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. And, uh, some people trying to call me too, but I can't take any, uh, can't take the uh, any calls tonight we are on live radio so i can't do that we're talking about that you can change and i don't care how many years you've been the way you are but you can change don't give up don't listen to the lie that you cannot change because with the promise of the new birth that jesus promised we we can change we can um we we can you know, I, I believe that, uh, I believe that he, um, if, you know, this, this fatalistic concept that, that I, just is who I am, you know, I, I, I can't do anything about it. Or, and then when we mix Christianity in with it, it's kind of like, you know, God loves me the way I am, and he, um, you know, and I, I can't change. I mean, I'm so thankful for the grace of God because he loves me the way I am. Let me just tell you this. God would never ask us to do something unless he would give us the power to do it. So that, don't don't give me that. Uh, I mean, don't give me that. I, I've i got people in my life that are this melancholy, um, I, I don't know, they've just come and maybe the people in their lives have come to accept them but I'm telling you, the only thing, you know, everybody, we will, we will, um, welcome everybody to our church. But the one attitude we won't welcome, the one unacceptable attitude is that you say that I cannot change. I can't quit using drugs. I can't do, quit doing whatever. That will not be accepted at the New Life Pentecostal Church. Because the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. Jesus, in Mark chapter 10, uh, there was a story, Mark chapter 10, of a rich young ruler coming to Jesus. And um, anyway, Jesus told him that he needed to go sell all that he had and give it to the poor, and the rich young man walked away. And Jesus, in, in Mark 10:23, said, to his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again, and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved. And Jesus looking upon them saith, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. And so this um, this is uh, tonight the this program, I'm telling you, you can change. You know, your spouse can change. Your Children can change. Your parents can change. Don't give up on anybody because they can change. And don't give up on yourself and believe the lie that it's always going to be this way. Well, Pastor Bob, you don't understand. I've tried to quit taking meth seven times, and now I'm still back on it. Well, um, yeah, you're right. I don't understand just in the sense I don't understand that you won't believe me that you can change. You know, because I'm going to try to convince you tonight with the power of God that you can change. We look at one of the most difficult situations a person ever faced would be in Mark chapter 5. This is the story of the man possessed with legion. And legion uh, was thousands of demons. This guy was in a bad shape. Uh, The Bible said that... um, He lived in the tombs. He had unclean spirits. He, he, uh, no man could bind him. No man, not even with chains. Um, nobody nobody could tame him, it says. He would, he spent night and day. He was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying, cutting himself with stones. This man was, uh, we would classify him as crazy, insane today. He was demon possessed. We know this. Until he met Jesus. Just remember what Jesus said about the rich man being saved. He said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. And so tonight, what I'm talking about is something deeper than some kind of program or some kind of seminar, some kind of treatment program. What if we could start over? What if we could be engrafted with a new nature? a a new DNA. What if we could be born again? What if we could, this DNA, the divine nature of the Almighty, what if we could, um, Brother Fuller will like that, what if we could be born again? Well, we can be. And we can be born again now. Ezekiel Prophesied about a coming day. This was, you know, a long time ago, but he prophesied about a coming day when this could and would happen. And this day is today. This is the age of the New Testament. Ezekiel 36, 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness, from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. This is a promise of the new birth experience of the New Testament. You know, this... This. Uh, And and tonight, I want you to know I'm I'm reaching out for maybe just a particular segment of my listeners tonight, but if you don't know this, you can change through the new birth experience and through the power of God. Text me tonight 701-290-7862. Don't you know
3: there's a place in empty place that only Christ can fill. And if you bow your knee to Jesus and claim him as your Lord, don't you doubt for a minute that he will. Don't you? Tugging you from every side And the pain of growing up Is almost more than you can bear And all you want to do is run and hide Don't you see that now's the time When you really need him most He's waiting and he's calling to you still He only wants to love you and hold you in his arms And don't you doubt for a minute that he will Don't you know that he loves you Don't you know that he cares Don't you know that he died to save your soul And Don't you doubt
2: you doubt for a minute that he will thank you for all the texting tonight um just uh this last one i got means something to me man named joel listening i'm not sure where he's listening from five-time felon he said you can change i'm an example i've been in prison for 30 years or better um god changed my life god changed my life and um and he can he can change doesn't matter who you are uh, good to have the Lomans, Lane, Melissa, Tristan listening on their way home from church down in Arkansas. Text me tonight. We've got a few minutes. and I've I've got the last few minutes are very important to me here, what I'm going to say. Uh, Maybe, hopefully, very important to you. 701-290-7862. Jesus, uh, in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 7, of course, John chapter 3 is famous for John 3.16, which is certainly one of my favorite verses also, just like many of yours. But in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 7, a man came from Nicodemus came to Jesus one evening. And Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. The way that we truly can change the skin color, you know, that can't be changed, or the leopard spots that can't be changed, but the true way that we can change our sinful nature is by the new birth that Jesus promised in John chapter 3. Being born again, making a brand new start, being born spiritually, which consists of, Jesus said, being born of the water and of the spirit. This is the spiritual birth. The spiritual birth... Uh, consists, it starts out with calling on God, confessing our sins to God, repenting of our sins. That's how it starts out. And then, once we have repented of our sins, and that's not just asking for forgiveness, but it's truly surrendering our life and our will to God. Now, just repentance alone will not give you the new birth. It's the beginning of the new birth, but it's not the new birth. And that's where uh, you that are maybe Baptists or Evangelicals that are listening to me tonight, this is where we maybe will start to um, stray away from each other because you think the new birth is possibly saying the sinner's prayer. It is possibly a true repentance or surrender in your life to God. Certainly, I believe that's the beginning of the new birth experience. But just like you need nails to build a house, a house is not built out of just nails. There's more to it than that. And so after we repent, we are baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the Scripture, uh, baptism. Uh, you, you know, you, you're you going to have a hard time convincing Pastor Bob that being born of the water is not baptism. Jesus said, Go into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Jesus said, uh you know, he said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The new birth consists of baptism, and anyone that tells you it doesn't is either intentionally or unintentionally, uh, ignoring scriptures that teach otherwise. And then after we have received or been, uh, have repented and been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, we are, we can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, this plan of salvation that I'm talking about, this new birth that Jesus talked about in John chapter three, can be found in one scripture in the book of Acts. And that's why Pentecostal people like me quote that scripture very, very often. You know, we, we um uh in Acts chapter two and verse thirty seven, Peter was preaching in Acts chapter two. This is the birthday of the Christian church. Peter was preaching. He was talking about the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel. And right while he was preaching, he was interrupted by a bunch of people listening, and they cried out to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What is our response? What do we need to do in response to Jesus dying on the cross for us? Is everybody saved because Jesus died on the cross? No. So they cried out to Peter and said, what what must we do to be saved? And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or or can be translated the Holy Spirit. This scripture, in a nutshell, is the new birth. This scripture is what it takes to have your nature changed. A a, a engrafting of of God's DNA, God's divine, uh, the divine nature of the Almighty being grafted into us. That's why, you know, when this happened to me, I was 20 years old. And I had a drug addiction problem going, uh, that I had really put my best foot forward in trying to quit, and I wasn't able to. I, um, it's, it's uh, to me an amazing story of how I ended up in a Pentecostal church for the very first time. I didn't, I mean, it's, to me, I, I'm not going to tell it tonight, but it's a very amazing story. I think it's amazing. Even if you would listen to it, you would think it was amazing. <clears throat> but I, in this Pentecostal church, I, for the very first time, heard about the new birth, repenting of my sins, being baptized in the name of Jesus. And those two things working together would wash away my old nature, my old sinful nature, would be forgiven and and washed away. And then I learned about the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit, evidenced with speaking in other tongues. And I was 20 years old, and when God began to work in my life in the new birth experience, the things that I used to think I could never quit, the things that I used to, like drugs, for instance, I didn't want to do them anymore. I didn't want to take them anymore. That was a total change. Before, I was trying to quit because I knew they were destroying me. I was married. I had a little baby. I didn't want to be a drug addict. I knew I was a drug addict. I knew that I couldn't quit. I had tried to quit. It wasn't working well for me. Um, I didn't have the willpower. I, I, I just didn't. And even if I would have been able to quit, I would have still wanted to do it. But God changed me on the inside. That's what the new birth experience is about. You know, that's what uh Paul was talking about in First Corinthians chapter six and verse eleven. He was he named a whole list of sins. And you can read these if you look right before First Corinthians six, verse eleven, you can see a list of sins. I mean there there's all kinds of them there. Murder, um sexual sins like you know um having sex with somebody you're not married to, homosexuality, uh there's there's all kinds of sins mentioned there. Uh, you know, um Sins of the sins of anger, I mean, thievery, I mean, everything. And then he said in 1 Corinthians 6 11, 11, and such, and that he had said earlier, people that live this way aren't going to go to heaven, they're not going to be saved. And then he said this, and such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In other words, You used to be a murderer. You used to be a drunkard. You used to be sexually immoral. You used to be a liar. But you're not anymore. You've been washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's baptism. And by the Spirit of our God. That's the infilling of God's Spirit. Now, we are responsible. There is part of the born-again experience that we have to do. And what we have to do is we've got to submit our will to God in repentance, submit our will to God by being baptized in the name of Jesus, and submit our will to God by allowing him to fill us with the Holy Ghost, with his Spirit. But once you do that, you can walk in newness of life. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature, the Scripture says. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And as I said earlier, uh, no one... Is unacceptable to come to the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. But what is unacceptable is that you will not accept that you can that you can change that you won't accept that. And um, this fatalistic idea that I'm always going to be a loser, I'm always going to be an outcast, I'm always going to be the spiritual leper. Um, we're not going to accept that we just won't you know he's he is willing to heal he's willing to to heal you spiritually if you come and surrender your life to him you can be changed you know the the um one of my favorite verses is a leper came to jesus and he cried out to jesus these lepers weren't allowed to get. I mean, it's kind of like this COVID thing, except you couldn't even get within six feet if you were a leper. You had to stay way away. You had to yell at people like "unclean, unclean." You know, don't get near me. I'm, I'm a leper. But this leper had enough courage. He ran to Jesus. He probably stood a little distance away, but he said, "Lord, if you are willing." You can clean, you can cleanse me. You can make me whole. And Jesus said just a few words to this man. He said, I will be thou whole. And then he did something else. He reached out and touched this leper. And when he touched him, the man was made whole. You can be made whole spiritually. Satan has lied to you too long to tell you that you can't be made whole you you can be made whole and and god wants you to be made whole you know this um this idea that 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 i've been cursed or or whatever um that that's not true you know god god wants you to to uh come to him and he's able to forgive he's able to change uh, he, he'll make a new person out of you. That's what the Bible says. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. You know, this, this, um, you know, I, I, I just, there's so many, so many things tonight that I, I want to say, so many things that I'd like to talk about, but I can see I'm not going to get to all those things. Uh, just looking at my texts here, we've got, uh, let's see, um, well, who do we have here? We've got Brother Belgard, my friend from up in Dunseith. And he said, God is good. He is good. Brother Belgard knows that people can be changed. He's one of them. The um, Brother Fuller said, born again simply means to be born from above. That's good. And um, Brother Johnson said he's meeting with some folks from a halfway house tomorrow. This goes along nicely to what we have planned. Absolutely. Uh, It doesn't matter who you are. God can can change you. That's that's why uh, people come to a Pentecostal church and they see some well-dressed people. They see some people that uh, look nice. You know, they they have nice. The men have nice haircuts. The women are, you know, they've got beautiful long hair and they're dressed modestly and and um, and just people look clean li- living. And sometimes people think, well, these are just a bunch of do-gooders. Uh, they they think they're better than everybody else. I don't know of anybody in our church that thinks they're better than anybody else. We know who we are. We know who we've been. But we have been people uh, that were the such were some of you people. And some of the people never did get out and sin because they had enough sense just to listen to the word of God, even as young people, and just decide they're going to live for God. But even those people don't think they're better than everybody else. Not that anyone's I met. If you, if you're, um, if you're like, I'm not going to church because they all think they're better than everybody else. Honestly, I haven't run into that. I really haven't. Uh, it doesn't matter what lifestyle you're living. If you walk, come into our church, you're going to find people there that are definitely willing to help you, uh, willing to lead you in the proper ways. I want to just make a, another announcement tonight. Uh, we have some upcoming services Tuesday night in Beach. The Beach Community Center. Um, this uh, in, in the Beach Community Center at seven thirty on Tuesday night is a is a Pentecostal church service. Wednesday night in at the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, we have our service, our midweek service at seven thirty. Thursday night in Bowman, North Dakota, at seven thirty, right on Main Street in Bowman. And then next Sunday, down in Bowman at the um, um, Cornerstone Church, we they have a service at ten thirty. In Beulah, they have a Wednesday night service. That's the Truth Community Church in Beulah at seven thirty, and ten thirty on Sunday morning. My wife and I were privileged to speak at that church last week, and so that was that was really exciting. Really glad to do that. Uh, this Joel texted me back. He said he's been out of prison for 30 years and hasn't committed any crimes in over 30 years or better. Uh, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. The um, I'm going to try maybe playing this song by uh, Eric Woods a different way tonight. We'll see how that works. Uh, this Eric Woods wrote this song called Best of Both Worlds. We'll give it a play tonight on the Tell Like It Is show. Before we do that, I'd just like to pray for our listening audience. Lord Jesus, I ask you to work tonight. God, you know who this program has been targeted to, and I, I pray, even though I don't know, God, that you help them. Uh, we come against Satan and how he's tried to convince people they'll never be able to change. The accuser of the brethren has has told people that they'll always be the way they are, and they'll never be able to change. But, God, we know better, and we know that, that through the new birth that there, that anger issues can be dealt with, addiction issues can be dealt with selfishness issues can be dealt with and so we know that this is true and we just pray tonight in the name of Jesus and uh we just ask you God to to work in our lives and help us tonight in Jesus name Well Pastor Bob here and the tell it like it is show we are glad to have you listening to us tonight and um so so honored that you would hear us we've got um We've been doing this for many, many years now, and um, we're just glad that uh, that the um, that the studio here has worked with us and allowed us to um, to um, broadcast. God bless you. This is Eric Woods, the best of both worlds. Eric plays all the instruments on this
3: this song.